0: As he does every fortnight here on the country, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins joins us. And Chris, nearly two weeks since Fonterra revised the payout, leaving a five billion dollar hole in the economy. Then waking up again this morning to see a huge drop in the global dairy trade auction. How concerning is this for you?
1: Oh, look, I know that this will be you know tough news for farmers dairy farmers to be waking up to this morning. We have been expecting a softening in the, you know, international dairy milk price um and you know i guess the reality of that will come home this morning as we see the overnight you know drop in the price that was being expected uh, we it, it's a big part of that is driven by softening demand out of china um so they 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 have a surplus of milk powder at the moment and as a result you know they're they're buying less internationally and new zealand of course feels the effects of that. we are still expecting to see the value of our dairy exports continuing to grow but right now right in this moment I acknowledge that for our dairy farmers that's you know it's, it's a it's a tough thing to wake up to.
0: As someone who's running the country though dropping five billion dollars out of the economy surely this is a concern though.
1: Oh, anything uh, like this, you know, causes a concern for the government. Um, one of the things about the economy is it does work in cycles, and you get good, you get good cycles and bad cycles. And so, if I go back to, you know, twenty 2020, twenty twenty one, where we were getting record, you know, dairy payouts, that was great for New Zealand. Um, this is a bit of a tougher time, and it is part of that cycle. Um, and I acknowledge that, you know, for for those who who for for whom this is their day to day bread and butter. Um, <laughs> This is, this is going to be a, a bit of a tough
0: morning. Yes, well I've been awake since 3 o'clock this morning concerned about the result. Prime Minister, as you mentioned, a lot of our exports are reliant on China, like the milk powder, but also other primary sector exports. China is really struggling right now. Their economy is at a stall. Again, as someone who runs the country, who needs income from our primary industries to be able to do that, to run the country, to make improvements, to be able to pay for things, how can concerning is it that we're so reliant on China and they are struggling?
1: One of the reasons that we as a government have been focused on market diversification for our exporters is so that we actually just have a little bit more resilience in, in, uh, in some of these things. So opening up the, Euro- the European Union Free Trade Agreement, um, there's, there's provision in there for dairy, particularly around butter, um, opening up the UK Free Trade Agreement. These things help our exporters to diversify their markets, which will make us more resilient as an overall economy. I recognise in each of those trade agreements, some sectors do better in them than others. But overall, diversifying New Zealand's exports will be good for the overall resilience of our economy.
0: I wish I shared your uh, enthusiasm for the EU free trade deal. Hey, look, it seems as though we're heading into a bit of a lolly scramble pre-election. How are we going to pay for all of these things without tax from the primary sector flowing into the coffers?
1: I think that's a really good um, and very well-timed question. The policies that we're putting before the electorate in this election are actually pretty modest and they're going to be fully costed and fully accounted for in the government's finances and then in the you know, the labour party, if you like add on to the government's finances, which we do every electoral cycle now with government revenue going down, and we have to expect that the government revenue is going to go down over the next few years because of things like you know the changing nature of the dairy payout and and, and so on. Um, we have to expect that the government finances are going to be more constrained. So now isn't the time for big spending, but nor is it time for big cutting, um, because big cutting will ultimately mean people losing their jobs. So now's the time to steady the ship which is exactly what the government's focused on doing.
0: Does it give you a bit of an insight as to what would happen if we cut our primary sector, if we drop cow numbers, if we drop stock numbers, if we do limit our production to meet climate change goals, what it's actually going to be like in reality in terms of our economy?
1: Well, I think this is one of the things about the debate around climate change. Climate change doesn't need, need to mean stopping doing many of the things that we're doing at the moment. It might mean, Changes to, in the nature of some of what we do. So I'm seeing some amazing in on-farm innovation. You know, some of the work that's being done around, you know, um, uh, capture nitrogen capture, for example. Um, that's that's a good climate initiative, but actually it's good for the farmers as well. Um, you know, vaccination. Methane vaccination, really exciting potential there. So there are, there's some really exciting technological developments that I think would be fantastic for our farmers. Um, and we've just got to make sure that we continue to invest in those. We continue to invest in the R&D so that our farmers can continue to do what they're very good at, which is to produce world-class food.
0: When are we going to see agricultural policy from Labour, Chris?
1: Uh, look, the Labour's agricultural policy won't come as a great surprise to anybody if we're absolutely consistent with what we've been doing. Um, we'll we'll set out the... I think the thing that everyone wants to know is where we're going with Hawaka Ikemoa and the timeframes there. So we'll set that out in the next few weeks.
0: Is there anything in there that's going to make farmers go, hmm, they've really listened to us over the last couple of years?
1: Um, look, I think with Hawaka Ikemoa, we have been very actively listening about how we can best do this. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to be happy, but I think people will see that we have taken on board their feedback and the decisions that we've been taking.
0: It seems as though there's been a lot of consumer carrots out there in the policies that we've seen uh, released. Is that because you're targeting the, the votes you know you can win rather than the farmers? Is that why we've seen a delay in agricultural policy coming out?
1: Oh, no, it's just, I mean, we've we've only just started our campaign for the Labour Party. Up until now, we've been very focused on governing the country and, you know, doing, doing all of the things that governments need to do. The closer we get to an election, you know, the more, we, the more you'll see about Labour's policy for the next three years. So, you know, we're focused very much on cost of living at the moment. The cost of living is an issue for our primary sector as well. You know, fruit and veggies. Um, You know, our fruit and veggie uh, producers have been really affected by the recent weather, as has our other primary sectors. But, um, you know, the GST of fresh fruit and veg will make a difference for that sector.
0: Prime Minister Chris Hopkins, really appreciate your time on the country.
1: Thanks very much.